Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, my name's Scott and I'm joined with uh, three fire friends. Friends? <laughs> fire buddies. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Todd. Hello. Rob. Hello. Anna. Hello. Uh, tonight uh, we got, uh, what do we got? Some news. <clears throat> we had a bunch of stolen vehicles <laughs> in the in the province, but mm-hmm. they're all back now. <laughs> I guess, are they stolen when they come back? Uh, I think they were found. Alone. They weren't returned. Oh, they weren't returned. No. Oh, it wasn't no, like I, I think they were located. It wasn't like the the, the guy came up and was like, hmm, "Here you go. Sorry yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry about stealing your rescue vehicle." Yeah, I you don't know. know what I was doing. Wonder if they got any gear back is probably the big thing. They got no. I think that was the thing. All the gear is missing still mm-hmm. from both trucks. Yeah. So they had the uh, the rescue uh, road rescue uh, truck from Central Central Caribou Search and Rescue. They do all the highway rescue for that response area. Mm-hmm. Um, so they found that truck the other day and all the, um, equipment is missing. Uh, so the, it sounds like they had a bunch of whole macho, uh, equipment. Yeah. I can't even like go to the pawn shop and I got this, um, right. This hydraulic, um, cutting tool that I found. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, yeah, what's it worth? They might be called spreaders. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll give you 50 bucks for that. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like how do you move that? Right. Yeah. It's not like it's a commodity people want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. Like legit people want. Right. Yeah, However, I saw a shit ton of like forestry hose for sale on Facebook. Not last fire season, but two or three before. I'm uh, like, hmm, did you just break uh, into the airport and steal forestry hose? Well, that's <laughs> curious because one of the grass fires we were on a couple of weeks, <laughs> last, maybe in the last few weeks, we found a bunch of forestry hose too. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, hey, what's this? Is this ours? Oh, no, that's not ours. <laughs> Somebody else's. We just loaded up like it's ours. <laughs> this is just perfect stacks of them. We're like, this is fine. We're like, why are we here? This guy could have put his own fire out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yes, um, Central Caribou, SAR, and Interlakes, uh, VFD. Yeah. So, so we, which one did we talked about last week? Was it Central Caribou? Yeah. 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 So they and they got theirs back. Correct. Yeah. And then Interlakes got theirs taken in the last few days. Yeah. But yeah, they're also, also located. Yeah. yeah. And that one sounds like that was kind of like their their FR slash duty mm-hmm. truck or something. It was right. F one fifty of the canopy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the one article I saw today said like all their medical gear and everything else was, was stolen out it was of jacked. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, at least they have the trucks back. It's good. <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully someone can donate them. Not like yeah, hopefully the maybe Hamaltro can give them some gear. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh this week we didn't do any training. We had our um our monthly meeting, so there's not much to talk about in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, had some pasta and <laughs> pasta was good. Actually, got a fire call. Fire call. Oh, I had a yeah, I had a fire call halfway through our meeting. That was mm-hmm. that was the entertaining thing of it. Actually, the funny thing is, Todd, you'll get a kick out of this. You didn't hear about this. Um, this is the third time that we've had a fire on that same site property. So, yeah. really? do you remember the warehouse fire from like three, four years ago, three or four years ago? Which one? Like warehouse uh... fire where we? I think it was the first time we maybe maybe we were around the two and a half. Legit ran it. Okay. Yeah, it was super hot. We were hiding behind apple yeah. bins. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then we, and then like last summer, I think we had a we had an RV on fire on the on the on the on the, on the right. lot yeah. of, the, the pad, of the pad of the, the structure. Structure. Yeah. structure. Well, then we get called to a bushfire, a tree on fire. So of course it's meeting night. So again, everything everybody rolls. everything leaves at once. So it's basically like whatever practice nights when mm-hmm. we do a scenario. So like. 
like both engines rip out right away. We're in the bush truck because we think it's a bushfire, so we're in a bush yep. truck. Bush truck was maybe passing some of the engines because it goes a lot faster. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, the duty truck, chief's truck, everything goes out there. Um, and we, we get there. Yeah, it's the same place. <laughs> so the third, this is the third fire we've had at the place. Totally different fire every time. This is now a bushfire. And they built, I think they were burning some debris from the original fire inside this, like, mm-hmm. it was basically the... Um, I was calling it a bunker, but it was like a... The burned-out basement of the... The burned-out basement of the, of the warehouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it got so big that it lit a tree on fire. Oh, <laughs> so we went and put all that out. So that took in a good hour. Yeah. Of water. <laughs> and of course, God. with any call when there's nothing really to do, and there's a lot... Everybody's there. It's like... I felt bad, because we were like... We were letting the, get the new guys on the nozzles. Some of the guys that haven't had much nozzle time were like, yeah, yeah put the rookies on. Yeah. So then the poor rookies were getting officer to death. And not only officers, but then getting, like, senior guide to death. Like, hey, you should be doing this now. Hey, you, hey, you want to put some water over there? Hey, you should... Like, everybody, everybody oh, has their freaking opinion. And this poor guy is like... These people are like... Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know... Probably 25 of us on scene, and it, and it really only needed five of us. <laughs> yeah, like one engine. Realistically, tender. one tender. <laughs> yeah. Could have done it. Yeah. Time to start sending people home. Yeah, so we started peeling guys off pretty fast. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine, because we all get so bored, and it's like, ah, maybe I'll just come over and give some advice. Yeah, I don't think he's doing that quite <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you, know, you, need, you need some friendly <laughs> right? advice right now. <laughs> mm. So uh, I say, the smaller the call, the worse it is. The worse oh, yeah. command structure it is. Cause everyone... I actually said it like a quarter of the way through. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there is way too much command. I'm going to go walk over here. Yeah. And it was like, my fucking truck that was doing the work. And I'm like, I got the chief, the de- deputy chief, I'm every other man. captain. Like, all, all all of us are there. I'm like, you guys got this? I'm just going to back away from it. Like, there was nothing to say, right? Spray water at the fire, which is contained in a basement. Nice. <laughs> but there was all sorts of debris in there. Like, there was mattresses, mattresses and oh, whatever goodness. else. Like, it wasn't like a nice clean burn. <laughs> They were get, getting rid of paraphernalias. It was really hot though, so it actually was a pretty clean burn. Like, was, there was yeah. really no smoke in there, because it, nope. yeah. it was you know it was like basically a furnace they created in there. Yeah, <laughs> but, nice. yeah like, it's a place about the size of the size this, of podcast, uh, yeah. podcast studio here. Would have been perfect. That's where we should do the podcast for now. That's right. It's probably <laughs> still holding some heat. Nice and clean, bunker, nice and warm. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so uh, what we did do this weekend though, uh, we went to the training ground and did a bunch of. Um, I was going to say renovations. Clean up and prep. Yeah, clean up and prep for our upcoming uh, next search building and possibly some other stuff we're doing. Yeah. Nice. So, um, one of you guys want to take it? Ash, you were running the... <laughs> you are running the fire. Yeah. yeah. Got, a little, got a little close to the fire with the excavator. Yeah, so running a little mini. Um, we had just some some old, like, like pallet chunks and pieces and other such, like, wooden debris. Um so we were just doing it, but, you know, like an overall cleanup. So we got a nice little pad dug in. Uh, so there was no, there was no spread and we kept adding stuff uh, to it, which was great. Um, it was a burn day. It was a burn day. Yeah. So like we were, like we were all checked, you know, checked off. We had a water tender down there with one of the lines stretched for uh, protection. Uh, so if anything did happen, a spark or whatever, we were, we, you know, we were covered there, but. So all of like any time that you burn pallets, things chunk off or whatever. There, there's there's always little like piles of extra wood. So we basically took all of that and made 
one little central fire, uh, which was a little bit bigger than we thought it was uh, going to be. And yeah, I, I might have gotten a little closer than I initially thought I was going to be with the exposed cab mini excavator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll like turn out your new couches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see any coaches. I didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Wood coach. Yeah, exactly. It was a bench. Is, is bench, that's the word I'm looking for. Sorry, I stand corrected. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, to start off, I, I was like in my sweater. And I'm like, this is getting pretty warm. I'll go throw on my turnout coat. By the end of it, I have my helmet on, visor down. <laughs> I'm, sitting there, I'm sitting there with, with a production line, <laughs> spraying yeah. the bucket down as he's going in. <laughs> I wish this boom was about five feet longer. <laughs> but so while I was doing that, we had a couple other members down there with some. Sorry, I was, I was, sorry, I was just thinking it was like uh, one of those uh, Iraqi oil fires from back in like the 90s. <laughs> like you're going to put it out, and I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> only like on a really small scale. Yeah, <laughs> very very small scale. Like, paints a picture, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting, little shield. Yeah, and then we had some larger equipment working. Yeah. Um, doing some ground prep. And so we kind of acquired from another um, agency um, the Kingsman. The rodeo grounds. Oh yeah. Uh, so it used it used to be a rodeo ground. Where you said we the have Kingsmen. <laughs> the king, all the king's men. <laughs> like the guys from the like that movie. <laughs> Kinsmen. Kinsmen. Right? Yeah. So they looked after the local rodeo. Yes. And they had whatever thirty, forty, of those, forty, whatever of those um, whatever two foot by three or four foot uh, cement yeah. blocks. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we prepped the ground. And then dug into a bank, and we're basically making our new search building is going to be a walk-in and walk-out basement. Mm. Um, so we did all the prep work for, for that. Yeah. Um, so we have two guys who know their stuff, mm -hmm. <laughs> not us. <laughs> no. Yeah, so they really, like, they, they did all the uh, excavation work, and then they they really understood. Like, they, they laid those blocks. They, they had that wall up in oh, like, half a morning. I thought it was going to yeah. take us, like, three days to do. Mm-hmm. So the 40, I think it's a 40-ish foot long wall. It would have to be because this uh, yeah. sea can is going to fit inside of it. Yeah, by about eight feet high. And they even put in a window well for us. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, uh, some cement blocks. So Yeah. Um, yeah, these, these aren't cement blocks. These are like massive, like several yeah. thousand pound yeah. things. Mm -hmm. um, so we put those in. And yeah, we're going to, like Ash saying, we're going to backfill it. And then that'll... Essentially, do we need to do that? Nah, probably not. But we wanted to just in case that we had a slough of... Uh, of um, dirt or um it would hit if you drive an engine a little bit too too close or yeah bit. and you know i the sea cans are good but they, they don't really hold like they don't hold support a lot of weight like they support sure. a lot of weight vertically like, vertically but not yeah. horizontally so mm -hmm. we just want a little extra well it just helps and they were there erosion and yeah. everything else too. yeah erosion yeah. And, mm -hmm. so yeah we're built we're, we're they tied that in so now pretty much all that's left right there now we just need to um, do some footings yeah. And then we have the sea cans already down at the sea can place. Um, mm -hmm. And we're going to put those in. And then we can get to cutting um, doors, um, floors, yeah. stairs. It's a lot of work to be done. But it's basically, I think by the end of the summer, we m maybe not have a working thing, but we'll have it laid. It should be set. Yeah. 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 And how, many, <clears throat> how many sea cans do you guys have coming again? We have three right now, but yeah. we're going to get a fourth. Yeah. Um, hopefully get some scrape some more money together. All 40s or is this? All 40s. All okay. 40s. Yeah. yeah. All 40s. Um, we have a plan. I'm um, actually a properly laid out blueprint. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren made, so. That's right, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, that's in the back of my truck if anyone's looking for it, by the way. Sweet. Um, so that's really cool, because then we can actually look at it and be like, okay, we definitely have a better idea than, like, in my head. Like, I think the last time we did it, it was like... Oh, We're going to cut a hole here. Yeah, let's cut a hole here. Oh, that's crooked. <laughs> okay, well, well, that's didn't it start by your Lego blocks? Yeah, I mean, like the that, original one, you that, made it by Lego. I originally mm-hmm. got some Lego yeah. and built it. Built it. And then, yeah. I, then there was some system at the time, because that was like 15, no, yeah. 13 years ago? Something years like ago. that. Um, there was some, it was like a brand new thing on Google. It was like, you could like build like... SketchUp. SketchUp, that's what it was called. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I was playing around with that and kind of made it look like what I wanted to make. And then, yeah, and then we ended up just dropping the blocks. Worked out pretty well. I remember actually the first burn building, it was, it was all off, it was all crooked. Were you there when we built that? You were there, right? At the start of it. Were you there when, that's, when the 20-footer fell? Nope. Oh. Like we had, like, the totally the wrong equipment lifting this 20-foot sea can up, and it slipped, and it fell. <laughs> oh, shit. And we're like, oh, and then it was all, suddenly it was all off kilter. We put the 20-footer up, it was all, like, crooked, and the, the, the Swede in the back was all crooked, and then one of our <laughs> senior guys, um, Junior there, mm-hmm. he takes whatever he was driving, and he just rammed it, boom, <laughs> rammed it all the cans at once. Like he hit, he hit a certain part of the can, and it was all like, dink, and just, everything like centered perfectly. We're like, well, perfect. <laughs> like the whole system like was off. Forklift or whatever? I can't remember if it isn't. It was like a, I almost say it was like a front end loader. Okay. And he, he, he rammed it. <laughs> yeah, it was from Ready Mix. Perfect, yeah. The front end loader, yeah. And they rammed it, and, then they, they, and everything just went back into place. Nice little redneck like, logic yeah, right there. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to where, hit things. And that's exactly. where that building sat for the last 12 years or whatever yeah. it is. Looks like a hot jam. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so anyways, this is uh, hopefully going a little bit better than the last time. We we, yeah. ha- we understand a lot more about oh, yeah. the way sea cans are that's right. placed and work, and <clears throat> when we can cut, when we can't, all that kind of stuff. So we did that. Um, that'll be something pretty cool. We're going to extend our hydrant, another hydrant down to there. Yeah. Um, and with that extension, we're hopefully get some, uh, another offshoot of water. So we can actually put a bathroom down there. So, cause right now there's no washrooms down there. So, which is fine for dudes mostly, <laughs> but we have other people down there training and it's like a, yeah, you got to drive back yeah. to the training ground. And that's yeah. I'm like going for a shit over by the trailer <laughs> there. And... <laughs> I think uh, you're the only one who's done that. Yeah. I, I probably am the only one who has done that. Yes. It's definitely the only one that we talk about. Yes. Uh, but actually, where's Rob up, going? Uh, it, it actually works out perfectly because there's this old, uh, from when the Kinsman used to run the rodeo, there's an old um, septic tanks in there. Yeah. And so we pulled the lid off that, and it's actually still in perfect working order. Empty? Yeah. Uh, no, it's got a little bit of water in it. Yeah. But we, we thought it was going to be like hard sludge, but it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's so good. it's got some water in it, so uh, we're going to pipe that in. Yeah. Can't be hard mm-hmm. sludge. We've been flowing water down there like crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then long term planning too, right? Like, so if you have a bit more facilities mm-hmm. for the long term yeah. yeah. plan. Similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. where we're already talking. Like, yeah. Um, pretty much all we need is pavement down there to make it a good place for seminar. Because mm-hmm. if we don't have pavement, it's going to be a little dusty, a little dirty. Yeah. Yeah. And then muddy. Yeah. By the yeah. time you start flowing all the water. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a lot of scenarios. Mm hmm. So really, the the plan for the sem- training ground right now is um, gas lines in, uh, get a gas line in from Fortis, hopefully, mm-hmm. um, get a um, hydrogen, build these buildings, build another burn building. So we're gonna have three burn buildings and a big ass search building. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other thing we built the other day was the auto X pit. So, mm-hmm. um, sorry, can I ask a question on that search building or on that new burn building? 
Uh, we're putting a drainage. The in we're building the search building. The thing we're building right now. The thing we're building right now. Yeah. So search building. Okay, sorry. Uh, are we putting drainage in there so we can flow water? And if we are, what about a standpipe? There's going to be a. Uh, oh, I don't know if it's like a standpipe in the building. Well, either yeah, maybe in the building. Maybe we can utilize that for our uh, apartment coils and stuff like that. I think we could put a standpipe in there. Wouldn't be mm-hmm. hard. External standpipe. And then, I mean, like with the import, yeah, we could do that. I know that. I know the idea. The plan is to be able to have a um, fireplace or a, a stove that we can yes. burn in, and then pick and choose which rooms get smoked out with yeah. um, piping and conduit and whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which is a genius idea. So you can if it works. Open. <laughs> it sounds genius. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, sounds genius. genius. It yeah. Work. <laughs> yeah. We'll report back this fall. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Stay tuned. But yeah, yeah, just wondering, you know, for hose movement and stuff like that, if we're gonna have proper. I definitely want it to, and... to be able to flow water. It's not going to be a live burn room. Yeah. Um, like Rob was saying, we are going to have a uh, like a stove that we can simulate. I think it's going to be real smoke, but uh, that we can send into certain you know certain sections um i don't know if we'll if we'll cement the base we're not gonna cement the base right now yeah we might put some drain rock in mm-hmm. yeah yeah i feel we will be you know flowing water of some in there for sure because the current burn building doesn't have uh it's got some drain rock around it that's it mm-hmm. and it drains away pretty fast mm-hmm. yeah we got the odd pot Cool. Yeah. yeah, drill out you know a couple holes in the bottom every once in a while so it can drain out of the can itself. Probably have it poured a degree or so off a level so it'll all drain to the lower mm-hmm. side. <clears throat> I think the problem with if you actually put in a bit more of an actual drain system would be all the debris that would get built up over time, sure. right? Like yeah. it's a lot better just being able to hose it out or sweep it out. Yeah. And then if you get a build up of stuff by the exits, you just shovel it out, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, sort of putting an actual proper drainage into something, I could just see that being a lot of problems. For sure. Yeah, because the current one, the current we're milling, it's got, it's got a slight can't, and then it all drains up the yeah. door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's something interesting um, on one of the firefighter um, pages today. So they had like, um, um, they had a, like a four inch. Um, line ah. like, like what you guys would have Fly line, yeah. mm-hmm. and then underneath it they had like uh the cap the end cap of a storts yep um on the ground and then the supply line sitting above it so basically there's a little there's a little curve in the line and then so the little bit of space underneath the line and the comment was a thing of beauty and i'm like and i was i wasn't getting what it was for and then, and then i was reading the comments and people are like yeah uh you don't doesn't you don't need to worry about this if you have a mid-mount pump what are we worrying about and someone's like i a happy chauffeur has dry feet. So what happens uh, is, yes, yeah, on your course, yeah. So it, that makes a dam, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're the guy running the pump. If it's a side mount pump, yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah. yeah. So this makes it drain away. I was like, huh. And then somebody's like, someone's like, the guy's the guy's a firefighter. He's complaining about his feet and wet. Why does he wear his turn up shoe boots? <laughs> <laughs> and there's a big uh, argument about that. Of course, <laughs> typical Facebook. Well, yeah. my guys don't have to wear their turn-up boots when they're driving. Well, my guys do. And I'm like, oh, God, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you see so many videos of, of the uh, engineer jumping out with uh, uh, sneakers, shorts, and yeah. a duty shirt. Yeah. Kind of radio strip. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just funny because I'm like, like, it, like, to me, it didn't wasn't a thing of beauty. <laughs> like, it was like, 
<laughs> it was obviously in a training scenario because I couldn't see that like a full rock structure fire. The guy's going to take time to be like, okay, let's lift this 500-pound hose up and slide the thing underneath it. It's only my feet wet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Why, was I, why did I bring that up? Oh, yeah, drainage. Drainage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, uh, we did that wall, and then why well, we and the other two guys. The other guys yeah, did an awesome job, yeah. We watched them do the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like the layout where that new search building is going to go. Because there's space between where current search and burn uh, burn building, lower mm. burn building is. Right. That there's some space for us to add on to that. Mm. Plus, I think the future plan with moving our current burn building Moving down, or just building a new one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. building a new one. Yeah. Um, almost makes a little... Um, <laughs> cul-de-sac. Or cul-de-sac or, or mm. subdivision right there for yeah. us yeah. to... Play with multiple structures. Or That's kind of the idea. Like I wanted, I, you know, when we were talking about, it, I wanted to have like a little, like a little like, village, like a little village there. Yeah. Like rather than spread out too far, more like realistic. Like, yeah, huh. well, we might we... not be training in all of them at the same same time, but like there will be vehicles parked there. There's going to be apparatus parked there. Like it'll clog up quickly. So sure. well, it'll be good for truck placement yeah. or even Absolutely. for truck maneuvering and yeah. driver training. Well, and even if we did a scenario where it's like like the other day where we had or when you, with your guys' scenario, sim you did, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's a leak, it's a hazmat situation. That's right. Okay, so we got a okay, okay. The leaks here. These three buildings have people in them. What are you guys gonna go do? Yeah. Okay, we either shelter in place or we evacuate or you know, there's lots of stuff we can do. And you know, the idea eventually is to you know allow other agencies to train there too, like right. law enforcement agencies, but sure. paramedics. I mean, they can train there right now if they want to. Yeah. But they don't currently some of them do but not right yeah um yeah i mean the idea of this whole our whole training round is is essentially um it's kind of a like training for everybody right? that's right come on now <laughs> yeah like we're not looking to make a ton of money off this thing like i think it'd be sweet i don't want to charge i think by donation if anything yeah um because it does take you know wear wear and tear and such um every time that we you know light one of the buildings up but you know, we're not looking to charge six six hundred bucks a head to have guys come on down for a live fire. Uh, we're looking to get guys' experience. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of departments in our area and more of the out, outlining areas. Sure, drive here for an hour, yeah. come and train for next to nothing. Where else you can you get that yeah. kind of experience? Yeah, and I think too, like I've put time in, you've put time in, mm-hmm. like we've all put time in training down there with our guys, other departments, and we're not looking to do it to get paid. We're no. happy to share our knowledge and give yeah. our time. Well, you get more to... knowledge, too. Yeah, every every exactly. time you do it, you pick something up. Like, how many times have we burned that building? And the fucking smoke that we were reading the other time, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're always picking something up. If, if you're not watching, if you're not learning, you're not doing something right. And we all love good training scenarios anyway so for sure being you know having all that extra training if you will with the other departments um sometimes you get to take away from their point of view and for sure. it's just more hands-on for you and your team and you come up with more things like you said mm-hmm. so i think i think nobody really turns away exciting training yeah. um so on that note so what, what else do we make or what else did we make that night we are uh, on that day um we made an auto x pit yeah so and like the idea pretty much came from uh, we had this uh, company we use um, provincial fire and safety yeah um, they're they're really good we talked about them last year I think when, yeah. when they were 
Um, so they're coming out again in June. And one of the things they suggested, they said, oh, these, uh, I think it was Calgary. One of the, uh, a big department, their training ground, the guy, uh, one of the guys that was our instructors, he said, oh yeah, they got this pretty cool thing where they have um, an area where you can slide a car in sideways and it's super wedged in there. It's super tight. So you can't, you can only access it from either the trunk or, uh, or the uh, driver or passenger door, depending on what's up. Um, and, but there's no other way to access it. So that's wedged in tight. And then he said, and, then, and they also have another one where you can uh, slides in on the roof. He's like, yeah, too bad you guys can't do that here. I'm like, well, who's saying we can't? <laughs> like, that's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking around. I'm like, I'm like, so I'm asking the guy, I'm like, would these blocks work? He's like, yeah. I'm like, huh. Like, next time you come, we'll have that built. He's like, what? <laughs> so we'll have it built. And I'm like, oh, crap, these guys are coming in June. Now, <laughs> so, now we so have to have it. We happen to have all the equipment down there and a bunch of blocks left over. So we're like, so we yeah. built this um, thing. So, yeah, basically it's a three-bay auto X pit. Um, so first bay, now super narrow. I want to yeah. say it's like five feet, two inches yeah. um, width. So just enough to slide like a smaller car in. Yeah. We might even have to take the wheels off. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um, so you, you, it's going to slide in like um, either driver door up or passenger door up. Trunk sticking out. Slide it in, and the base is full too, so you can't go from the front end right. either. So it's just, it, it, I don't know what it would probably simulate an ac- like an accident, I guess, um, on like an interstate or or even on a major highway where like I like I'm I'm envisioning like another semi trucks there, another car, like it's really just wedged in there. Yeah, like there'd be a few different ways. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. in some trees. Yeah, sure. Areas yeah. where you can't get access. So yeah. worst case scenario, it's it's wedged in there so tight you can only access through the trunk or the or the one door. Um, so there's that one. And then right next to that attached to the same section using the same blocks. Um, we have a wider one that's seven feet, seven and a bit. Yeah. So we can flip a car on its roof and slide it in now. So slide it in. So the trunk, again, trunk sticking out. And then uh, now the only way you can access it is through the trunk. So you have to do a trunk tunnel. One of our guys sent a photo of his forerunner. Just squeezed in there. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, nice. He's <laughs> like, it was tight. <laughs> so we know it fits. Yeah. So nice. it fits. And then we left the third bay, um, just one uh, one wall open. So um, we, now we can put it in however we want. We can put a car up on its side, and then it will need the struts to hold it up yeah. or some other type of stabilization. Um, we could do what you were talking about. We could drop the car into the into mm-hmm. the hole. Um, we can have a car coming on the side. We, there's all sorts of options yeah. there. Yeah. So basically, yeah, it just gave us some options and uh, different positions where we can move these cars into. Yeah, and we can kind of preload the cars for the course that we're going to do. I'm yeah, exactly. That, that reminds me of, and I think I mentioned it in the past, with, um, back in the day when we did a lot of um, execution. Um, what the hell were they, I can't remember what the courses were called. It was an extrication competition. The one I went to was in Salmon Arm. And uh, very similar. So they had blocks set up in cars and different scenarios where like only one access, right? Or, right. or just only trunk tunnel access and then yeah. power poles and the lying on them and things like that. Right. Um, but it just gives you, like I said, just to, to practice every different little possibility in that confined space. Because it really, it, when you think of our normal, you know, you do your 360, your inner and outer and, you know, your, your stabilization. Now what? Now you're really restricted to this one end. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of how we do like that, um, like the underride under a bus or a truck yeah. as well, right? Like it's it changes a lot in how you're going to be working with this. So, right, right. Well, that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah. That reminds me, actually. Do you guys have any um, power poles down there? We have one. One left. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. someone's taking it. 
They were giving it to someone, possibly your uh, sister-in-law. <laughs> she yeah. needed something for someone. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we do I have one. a couple yeah. if you need them. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah we had one. It was pretty sketch. Are we going to put them in the back of your pickup truck? <laughs> <laughs> we, we got resources. I got a deck truck. <laughs> yeah, actually, we have a... Yeah. Actually, yeah. We, right. This is bring the high up now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so we, no, that would be good. Yeah. Like a power pole on there would be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Mine's we already another one. There's one up top still. Good. Yeah, we probably have a couple. Doing mm-hmm. those types of scenarios are so fun. Like setting them up is yeah. a blast as it Ugh. is. Right, like especially if you get some cable to signal yeah. like lines mm-hmm. down and stuff, like yeah. which so we have some, and yeah. we also and we we still have the semi truck trailer, yeah, like the flat deck trailer yeah. sitting there, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it'll be good, it'll be a good course. Hopefully, we just need more cars. Cars are getting harder to find. Cars yeah. are getting harder to find. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we almost need like I almost need like junkyard status, <laughs> 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 like where. Like I would like, I would love to have like a rolling, like always have ten cars just sitting in there. Yeah, lots of cars coming. Through. And like yeah. talk to the like we we have talked to the local junkyard guys and be like, hey, if you guys are running out of room, because I, I think every junkyard I've been to, they don't have room. Yeah, they're always <laughs> piling like multiple high. Like, hey, if you guys want to put like 15, 10 or fifteen cars over at our training ground all the time, just have it always there. Mm-hmm. And then whenever we're done, like if it starts getting full, we'll do it with practice and we'll chop up like seven or eight of them, mm-hmm. and then you guys take them away. Yeah, like just a rolling like yeah. car car show. Well, we we do have the impound section down there. So yeah. I mean, I mean, unfortunately, ah. not enough cars get impounded here. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. gonna wait nine months. One, yeah, <laughs> so we're like one salivating car. over this one impound. Yeah, I keep asking the chief every time I see him, like, "So yeah. how that car yet?" He's like, "Ah, not yet." How long does that car have to sit here for? It's got a big sign on it: "Do not chop up." Or something. I forget what it says: "Do not cut do up." Not touch or do whatever. not touch. Impound. Impound, yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, the windows haven't been smashed out of that one you know, compared to all the other crap down there. Some have. shit rat smashes the fucking glass, <laughs> yeah. and that one's still pristine. Granted, the last time I think we were the shit rats that smashed the glass. We did smash the most recent <laughs> with the, one with the Modus, <laughs> the yeah. Snagger tools. <laughs> yeah, but that was for training. Yeah, it was for training purposes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. are some good, exciting things about the training ground. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, some of it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be a fair amount of money we gotta spend, but it's also gonna be yeah. hopefully some um, some donations we're gonna get in from some bigger companies yeah. working on. Um, and I really think if we if if we're not charging, like we're not, it's not a profit thing. It's literally through our society we're doing most of this work. Yeah. So I I think we can get some probably some pretty good um, some pretty five, good donations good donations or... from some of the. Or at least yeah. heavy discount. Yeah, the right? next big one I we need the donation from is the paving. It's gonna be paving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the paving's gonna be a lot. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Um. So that was that. Uh, and then tonight, just before podcast, we um took our side by side out, our new side by side, our mm-hmm. um our new it's called our, our our next bush truck, I guess. But um, we took it out for uh training on the um. Not SRGs, um, GPR. GPRs. Because mm-hmm. so. you guys have your uh, tank outfitted now on it. As yep. well, and a little pump attached to it now as well. Yeah, pump's not so. quite plumbed in yet, but by the end of the week. Maybe. Yep. Uh, but at least now it's in service. Like yeah, we we, can, we've used yeah. it once, but it was more a uh, people mover. Yeah. Where now it's got 30 gallons mounted to the rack uh, with a short little line coming off of it and a pet cock so at yeah. least you can gravity feed uh piss can if you had to you love that eh little pet cock piss can yeah children yeah <laughs> the pet cock 
we got two uh, Rob Goddess, a couple Colpin. Uh, they're basically gun mounts. Yeah. In yeah, uh, yeah. in the side by side world, uh, but we mounted those in the back, like in the back seat. Yeah, where the holy ship bar is. <laughs> yeah. So it com- comes off the old holy ship bar. So yeah. we have a couple Pulaski's back there. Yeah, that worked out really well. We were we were walking around. We basically uh, on Thursday night we were walking around with tools in our hand, just like putting them up against things, putting them up against the side by side. Yeah, I might look good here. Uh, let's put it now. What about this? What about that? What about this? And then I'm like, well, what? Why don't we put the Pulaski's inside? So then that worked out well. And then we found another option for uh, a hoe and a rake. Because mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately it's a side by side. It's only holding four people, so yeah. we don't need a hundred sets of tools. <laughs> yeah, I mean two or three. Yeah, it's not a rescue truck. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, we got two Pulaski's mounted in the back seats. Yeah. And then uh, we have a couple other tools. Mm-hmm. Beauty. Um, but one thing so, anyway, we, yeah. so tonight. <laughs> yeah, one thing we did do need to do is train um, driver training for this because, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's not it's not a pumper. It's not yeah. a rescue truck. It's it's not a regular vehicle. It's a side-by-side. And mm-hmm. it may, <laughs> Actually, well, I, we had uh, JP and Ash because they're both uh, pretty well-versed in side-by-sides. So, uh, so JP was, uh, he was scared the crap out of me for a while because it's like, you can die. This could kill you. That could kill. I'm like, I'm getting a little nervous here. He's like, yeah, you know, you go around the corner and the little side roll, you could die or this will kill you. (laughs) Definitely, you know, take, taking it seriously. We had that same, same chat, uh, chat following you guys. Yeah. Um, the big thing that like I wanted to try to get across was when you're driving, a fire truck or you driving a bush truck like you've got <clears throat> built for the highway safety features yeah. we are taking something that was designed to go off-road and now you're competing against highway vehicles you're gonna lose every time yeah. like if you are in any sort of an incident like the safety features of a side-by-side yeah they're for rollovers they're for um, yeah roll like stuff right <laughs> hill stuff right yeah. so we definitely want to stress that, like everybody is going to be really excited to drive these things, yep. but they're scared to drive a pumper. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, because it's big and can pump. Well, it's actually safer, and the people in it are safer. So I, I think Brian had a good point, though. People aren't afraid to usually drive the truck. They're afraid, they're afraid to, to once they get there, the truck. yeah, and then you have to pump mm-hmm. and all the stuff that goes on to out of that. Like, yeah, you know, you're basically the, you're the you're it. You're the you're the person. Yeah. yeah. The person that That's a big responsibility. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah, you nailed it. Like, I mean, it's it's not going to be doing a lot of highway driving. No, uh, no. it's essentially its job is to not but be on the highway. It's for... still <laughs> will have to, and it's still going through in our peak, like driving times. Yeah, busy season, and um, that poses a huge risk <laughs> at any given time because people are fucking retards on the <laughs> oh, on the highways. I'm sure, go to their time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they are, right? Like, they don't see When well, we made it to episode they... 182, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> but yeah, but they don't, they don't fucking move. Like, they look around and, you know, they, they panic break and everything else. It's not so. me this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You gotta, you gotta pay attention. So it's super, super, super important. That's good you guys have those, con- those conversations. For sure. And that list of the JPR that you showed me, like, it meets everything, right? For yeah. years basic kind of 1002 driving standard that mm. people look at for all of our departments right that's right and that's yeah. obviously what we were concerned about yeah and <laughs> it nails it yeah. well it's funny too because like you know jp was uh, you know he, he 
he knew, he knew what he wanted, but then I was like, uh, dude, like we really, we literally have to put down, like, put your seatbelt on in a JPR, like can show how to put your seatbelt on. <laughs> so I like wrote it up like, cause I've read enough of these stupid JPRs for, yeah. you know, like everything we do. Right. Um, and yeah, some of them are ridiculous. Like they, yeah. they, they've been in for you know a year and they're, they're going to do live fire. And it's like, did he put his hood on? Did he uh, put his gloves on? And he has to be checked off the box that he did all this. It's like, yeah. what? So it's the same thing with this, right? We we have it laid out like basically an idiot doing it. Like, okay, yeah, can yeah. he where does he know where the in, the key is? Um, brake pedal, <laughs> like all you this. Can like properly identify the fuel cap. Yeah, <laughs> like things like that, right? Yeah. How to fuel, how to check the oil, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, super quick to do. Yep. So it looks like a big crazy list, but it actually it's pretty. pretty yeah, you're small probably fifty percent of that list is checked off by the time you leave the bay. Yeah, for sure checked off by the time you get to the off road area of yeah. what we're okay. we're uh, gonna do. So, so a couple of parameters we wanted to lay out was it is a what is it not, not a UTV uh, off road vehicle. vehicle yeah ORV or an ORV. Um, so it's an off-road vehicle, so we obviously have to do some off-road work with it, but we are driving on the highway. So, um, a couple of the things we wanted to make sure we hit, um, after we did the pre-trip, I mean, pre-slash-post-trip, depending on what we're doing with it, um, was, uh, had to get, had to drive on, um, like, city streets, like, the 50-kilometer, well, in Canada, I think all of Canada, 50-kilometer, um, speed limit? Yeah. Ish. (laughs) Something funny. Did you? Did I tell you about what happened? Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So we're. So I'm like the first driver up. So come out of the, come out of the bays here. Get hit the, the light. Take the corner, driving. And I'm. It's. I got it going. And it's like it's at 48. And I'm watching the because we have there's there's like the, the screen mounted one mm-hmm. that we have. So it's um, the GPS so, display. So I'm looking at the speedometer. And it's like it's sitting at 48. And so I'm like. Some hitting the gas more and more, and we're going faster, and it's still sitting at forty eight. And then uh, JP kind of looks over, and we're kind of both watching it. And for whatever reason, that that screen had frozen. <laughs> so the main, the main one, like the the actual um, gauge, the actual gauge. I finally glanced at that. We're going like seventy, <laughs> and then finally, for whatever reason, it's like unfroze. It was like, mm-hmm. and it's the one. So the chief sitting in the back, and the deputy chief is in the back. I'm, I'm driving. And he doesn't know, he can't see the main gate. So all of a sudden, this thing went from like 48 to 75 kilometers an hour down the city street. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, like, just strolling back. He's like, well, you failed. I like the thing froze. So the main gauge cluster is ran off of like a Speedo gear. The... That one is ran off of the old global positioning. Yeah, so yeah. it took a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of like half, like I'm out of the corner of my eye, I'm watching that because it's a bigger screen. So I'm like, eh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah, it was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when we pulled out of here behind you, we're like, yeah, those guys are uh, beetling along pretty quick there. <laughs> well, because he's like, yeah, just bring it up to speed, 50K. I'm like, okay, boom, I got 45, 47. Okay, still holding. Really still holding. struggling to get over 40 k It's like, this seems weird. Nothing like having you guys two then break in the middle of the highway and yeah, have the duty, duty truck. truck coming up. Oh, yeah, you whoa. He's like, do a brake check. I'm like, all right. This thing has brake lights, right? He's like, yep. Your brake check. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I hope that duty truck sees me because you guys were falling right behind. Yeah, because <laughs> we did brake checking them. Well, too. <laughs> no mirrors, you wouldn't know it's coming. I know. I'm like, <laughs> and something to be seen. Like that thing will outbreak the truck. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like it's fast. 
Yeah. Like every time that you guys were, you know, break doing checking. little, you know, <laughs> break checks and slowing down, like even coming back when Andrew pulled pulled off in that uh, one, yeah. one little pullout, like I had a pretty safe safe distance. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I guess this is where we're going now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it three wasn't or four truck lengths. Yeah it, yeah, it wasn't quite like what we had decided upon coming back. Like we yeah, we, we set out was a little different. We set out a different map, so something was they changed something quickly, and yeah, I was like, oh. This is happening and fast, yeah. and that thing is just yeah, like super super smooth. So yeah, so we did uh, so we did the fifty k slash seventy five k in the in the city t- in the in the town limits, and then once we hit highway, so we needed to hit highway speeds as well because we wanted to make sure yeah. people understand how to drive on a highway with this thing because it's it's got knobby tires and it's got a different suspension and yeah. you know so you you don't want to be able to like drive it. It was like yeah. pretty substantial body roll, not like yeah. crazy, but. You definitely want to feel that yeah. in a non-code three environment. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, highway speed, and then once we got to highway speed, held that for a little bit, and then pulled over, switch drivers. Next next guy drove same thing. Um, the way we're set up in town, though, um, now we're on the highway, so now it's only highway speed. So those two, uh, the next two guys drove highway speed, mm-hmm. and then on the way back, we needed to go up in the mountains. So then they got to do. Uh, we did two more switches where they got to drive the fifty k. And then we got into our kind of our four by four area. Super easy four by four. Right? Yeah, like um, realistically two wheel drive. Yeah, but but we wanted to make sure because yeah, some of our SOGs like a current SOG for the side by side is um, as soon as we hit anything that's not pavement like dirt road, we switch it from uh, high gear to low gear, and we put four wheel drive in whether yeah. we need it or not. We just we want people to slow down. Yeah, yeah. and we want to keep them in that range so they're not killing themselves because the thing still goes like. 40 oh, yeah, 40 40 something. Yeah, it's still yeah rips, you're into so, 40 yeah. kilometers an hour. And when you're on like single track, yeah. it's pretty fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so we did that. And then uh, once we did that, we switched everything over and uh, the same. So now we had, so we have six people with us. So three guys drove. And then when, and then when we got to the four by four area, everybody drove because the duty truck followed. Yeah. So everybody did their little driving on the four wheel, four wheel drive. And then on the way back, we just went reverse of the course we came mm-hmm. and the other three guys that hadn't driven highway speeds switched out. Talk to you that. So it took about two hours, so perfect. It's pretty much as, as long yeah. as we have our practice on uh, next Thursday and uh, we'll do that over the next three weeks. Yeah. And yeah, because you guys did um, some so- uh, side hill uh, yeah, situation little, as well. Yeah. 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 So it's up, down, there's some off camber. Yeah, that, that, um, that little slope's perfect. Cause it yeah, it's perfect. Camber. It kind of, kind of gives you that first little un- uneasy yeah, little, little off, slide off camber yeah. slide. Yeah, it's like kind of softer material. Yeah, it's not like hard, hard packed clay or whatever. Yeah. Like it's yeah. But it gives you like uh, it gives you a taste of the side by side. It does not give mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna be jumping on the side by side. I'm like let's go in the mountains. No, I'm yeah. like, but now I understand it more, mm-hmm. and you know it's still gonna be like the best driver should be driving. Just yeah. like when we yeah. do a pumper, the best pump, the best driver should be driving, not just some rando. Person that's like I'm gonna jump in, jump in here. <laughs> it was nice. Well, that going up that hill, that hillside in the four by four, is you've got that added weight in the back with the water yeah. plus the guys in the back seat, and there's no point at all. You like feel like feels... you're gonna flip backwards. No, or it's like so that. well, so well planted. Yeah. That thing's a belly goat. It's like a cloud. <laughs> yeah. So so smooth. Yeah. So. Awesome. So it really worked out well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the course, the uh, little course we made up. I yeah. think it's, it's think exactly it's what we need for just yeah. to do the checkoffs. And like I said, over the next few years, guys will just get better and better at driving it. And, yeah. yeah, it's just going to take t- time in the seat. Um, we've got a ha- handful of guys that are, I think, very, very capable. 
you know, today. Uh, and we're, we're just going to build on that. Mm. Right on. It's going to be good. Todd, I guess you also did some uh, training, driver training over the last few weeks as well. We did. So we took a, uh, a driver instructor training course um, so we can run all of our guys through um, the defensive driving um, training program. That's, uh, and then it meets all the uh, the 1002 requirements for all the driving practicum stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it wasn't it was nothing fancy. Like it was just uh, the instructor certificate, basically, course. So we did the uh, the typical colon course. Right. So you have to do your um, enclosed box. You got to do your um, your diminishing lane, your um, alley dock and your um, serpentine as well. So we just did, did the scenarios for that. Um, our instructor gave us a lot of tips on just being like new driving instructors, kind of giving them tips as far as the pivot points of the trucks and the placements and stuff like that for our styles of trucks, um, which is good. And he was very knowledgeable on each piece of apparatus as well and the turning radius and stuff like that. Like little things you don't really think of unless you've driven that truck a ton. Because uh, we have two trucks that look identical, but um, <coughs> the one is actually six inches shorter and it turns an insane amount better. Um, right, like our engines, we have one. Yeah, our yeah. engines look very similar and they yeah. have way different turning radius. Yeah, like right. our engine one, it, it turns like a just pig. It's horrible. Yeah. Our new engine is going to be yeah, it's going to take a lot. It's going to be a whole other driver train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, especially then we discussed that as well. So. Currently, with our trucks with the Freightliner, like your your seat placement is a little bit differently in the laneway, right? And then with a, um, a custom cab, you're a little bit closer, so a little bit more things to think about that, and is where you're sitting with the uh, steering wheels as well, right? Um, yeah, so we just we did those scenarios, and then we did the actual driver um, course training and the kind of defensive driving techniques. Um, so just certain courses right from the steps of. Brand new driver, never really driven an engine before, just got certified to drive. Uh, so real basics, making sure they're doing just a lot of mirror um, uh, placement looking when they're turning, making sure they're checking the mirrors of the, the drive wheels aren't going off um, the pavement, all that all that kind of stuff. Whereas, like again, yeah. like if you've driven these trucks before, it's common sense stuff. For sure. But we got to teach them to the lowest common denominator of somebody who's never driven this <coughs> yet. So just a lot of baby steps for that. Um, and then proceed it further through the school zones, uh, uphill, downhill, steep hill operation using your um, uh, your air brakes or your, sorry, your air brakes, your um, engine, brake. engine brake and Jake brake. Um, and then if you don't have a truck with that, having to get gear down and hold that gear with minimum amount of pedal braking as well. <laughs> just things like that. Um, yeah, so this weekend, some of the other guys, they started running the rest of our members through that driver training course as well. Um, it's going to be yearly requirements uh, that we have to go through it, of course, mm-hmm. with everybody. So that was all we kind of got up to. Didn't do a whole lot. Um, and then we jumped into some chlorine kind of refresher training as well this weekend. Mm-hmm. So we had a handful of us that are kind of doing a, like a chlorine response team uh, integrated model with the town. So... Um, any small leak, like there's, they're working on a lot of their, um, SOPs and stuff right now for, uh, large leaks. If there's, um, any sort of issue, like all the small leaks they deal with at the operational level. Um, and then, so now they're just kind of working on, okay, well, what part per million are we going to make it into a call to the fire department and say, Hey, we're dealing actively dealing with a small leak at say one part per million mm-hmm. at this point, And then we'll get the call out or, or whatnot. So. They're going to come up with those kind of SOPs and then they'll 
we'll integrate in with them. Um, and then we're going to be touring all the sites as well, the pump stations. Uh, where we so it's all water? Yeah, it's all just for the uh, the water uh, treatment. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so currently we've got we have three pump stations in our community that we have to deal with. And then, of course, we look, went over all the documentation and all the stuff. It's boring as hell, all the work safe regs, uh, but you have to go through it. But the biggest takeaway for that stuff is if you do have a large leak, is the actual... Um, Isolation zones and the evacuation zones are absolutely huge. Huge, right? right? So, mm -hmm. if we had a large leak, it, it could be a potential problem. But it's, those tunners it, are super resilient. They're so strong, though. Right, because chlorine is different than the ammonia. Yeah, so it's, it's similar heavy. side, similar it's effects, yeah. but it's heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> it, the biggest thing is the inhalation hazard, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but it's heavier than air, so it's going to roll downhill. Yeah. And of course, one of our pump stations right below it is the high school. Oh, nice. Um, so a lot of conversation on when they're transporting. Because right now, anytime the town transports uh, any tunners, um, they notify the fire department immediately. Anyway, say, hey, we're transporting XYZ to this location. Um, we're expected to be there this this long, etc. cetera. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward stuff. There's always the wild card stuff for what comes through our community. But again, like we did a lot of um, information just on how strong those tunners are. Like they could be bouncing down the road and still be fully contained with no leaks, right? Mm -hmm. They're pretty strong. <coughs> um, yeah, a, lot, a few little scenario-based events. We, of course, we all practice with the, um, the the kits to practice all the, the different capping and, and drift pins and seals and all that stuff. But um, the big takeaway of that for me was just more and more uh, awareness training for all of our members for the donning and doffing of the proper you know level b suits um and the actual procedures of breaking it down to okay yes we have the suits yes we have the kits to respond to this but we need more guys getting more exposure with the training for the proper donning and doffing procedures because when you're actually donning these these suits and you're wrapping the chem tape around your gloves and your boots and and your SCBA face and your zippers, like there's, there's a lot going on, right? And then you have to have a RIT team, of course, with it as well. Uh, then you need to throw on some extra pieces of tape in case you have a, a, a rip in your suit so you can self-seal, right? all that kind of stuff. Um, that That's the biggest thing because when you're dealing with a warm zone where your team is, and then a decontamination area, so that warm zone to the cold zone, um, you need manpower. You need your decon officer, you need firefighters to kind of guard those hot, warm, cold zones so people don't kind of keep crossing over into them. Um, so just, we had a lot of good conversation on where we're going to go with the next training levels with the town for that as well. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was good. Um, like I said, it was just a refresher one because I hope I obviously did a bunch of chlorine training not too long ago as well. Uh, but this one was more steered towards uh, just integration with the town. Yeah. While you're doing that, you had a bunch of little kids show up, I heard. We did, yeah. We had the Strong Start show up as well. So uh, a couple of our guys and our chief, they went out and, and gave a quick little uh, tour for the Strong Start kids as well. And there's yeah. a new fire truck song. And there's, well, it's not new. It's, they, oh, it's not they, new. The Strong Start uh, class has sang this fire truck song every time they come to thank the firefighters. <laughs> it was in my head the other day, but now I can't. That's not in my head now, so I don't remember it, and I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> oh, he, he was going to break it out. I me. was just trying to remember the first verse. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah, let's not bring it out. Yeah, let's not bring it out. <laughs> it, it, it does get stuck in your head. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Bring Any kid tours in the halls are a blast. They really are. Oh, yeah, it's always great, yeah. right? Yeah, I was joking because you did it during your chlorine training. I'm like, yeah, yeah. like, cough, cough, wheeze, wheeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drowning in my own lung fluid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's coming out of Gary's song. Pulmonary demon, bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, again, it was uh, it was really good training. Uh, a lot of good refresher stuff. Uh, it's always good to have hands-on with the um, with the kits and actually put them on the tunners and practice with them. Right. For sure. But the biggest awareness is the, the PPE. And I feel we always miss that. We focus on the response and using the kits, but there's so much more to it at command levels, right, of what we need to be setting up. And it's manpower, right? Like you need a lot of people for that because it could, because like we said before, any hazmat stuff. When we talked about the um, ammonia leak scenario, you slow everything down. Like it, this is going to be a long response, but still mm-hmm. an urgent response. Right. Sure. And then we talked a lot, a lot about actually, okay, well, what if we have an evacuation area? What are we going to do? Right. So we asked the town, okay, well, what do you guys have in place for notifying the public? So each pump station is supposed to have a um, visual and audible alarm, right? So mm-hmm. a flashing light and a, and a siren or, or a bell. <laughs> People are like, yeah, what is that bell on? I'm going to go out and investigate Well, that's it. just it. So then <laughs> with that needs to come the public education component, right? And with that, what are what are we as a town, or what are we giving that public? Like say, hey, if you hear an order, hey, okay, if you hear this alarm, call 911 and shelter in place. Well, what the fuck does shelter in place mean? A lot of people don't know. Yeah. And depending, oh, yeah, on, sure. depending on the gas... Um, you know, shelter in place if it's chlorine. Hey, if you're down down <laughs> downwind, shelter in place. Close your windows. Go upstairs. Shut off your HVAC. Yeah. Or maybe uh, open your window. Stay in the basement, depending on what you're dealing with, right? But mm-hmm. obviously not for chlorine. So yeah, it just needs to be a lot of public uh, education component with this. Uh, so we talked to the town manager about that as well, the ops manager, and and yeah, he's really looking into that as well. Because the other discussion we had was, what about these? like push emergency notifications to your phones, right? Oh, yeah. It sounds like there's a little bit of red tape, as usual, with that Yeah, we were stuff. talking about that last week with the, uh, our, you know, whatever that was with the ammonia. Yeah. If, is there a way to do that? So there is, but we need to get the RDOS involved right. as well right. with that, the emergency um, program coordinators. So, but that that would be really good. But I think with that, we really need to push a public um, relations campaign as well. Like, hey, if you get this, these are what these terms mean. This is what we're expecting you to do in this certain area around mm-hmm. those pump stations, right? Or the or the um, ammonia leak for the um, arenas and stuff. Or, or, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, like we said in the last episode with your scenario, the hospital's right there too, right? And that's... That's a huge concern. Huge concern. Yeah. Obviously sick, elderly, um, tons of... Uh, Issues with um, mobility. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah. Where, like where? Where does that go? <laughs> and and how do you start to uh, facilitate that? Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that would fall on our shoulders, but um, yeah, not and it shouldn't. Like initially, it's going to be a lot of the town emergency procedures, right? For sure. Like, but we need to be aware of that well, and yeah. practice. Get that it, information right? Get out that early information. as well, right? Yeah, okay. do, do some tabletops maybe and mm-hmm. figure it out. 
I think it's stupid that there's so much red tape in being able to do emergency alerts. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. hello, uh, dispatch, can you contact and yeah. send yeah. out this information? Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah, it's some it random. Yeah. This is the address. Person. Two block radius. Doing it. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. kilometer radius, mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe. Yeah, like I don't want to have access on my phone. It should be like some other like. So we have to call some other agency to find them, and they're, maybe yeah. they're off. And it's like, well, no, what should be? We have a system called dispatch. Yeah, that literally can dispatch they should these, be things. Able to do these things. Yeah, like, no push a button. Yeah, so I know uh, our chief. He's uh, he's been trying to actually access somebody from the RDOS about that specifically for a while now, and have some discussions. So he's going to keep on it. Mm-hmm. Like even like in recent years, where even last year with the flooding and. Like the wildfire stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd think that s- some emergency service should be able to, hey, activate this for this right. area. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what ended up happening with us last year was we our Facebook pro, our Facebook account yeah. ended up being like the emergency this or the uh, what are notification Mo- notification for the whole region. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. we were the only one, and people are saying this. You guys are the only ones doing constant updates. Yeah. And I think Rob, well, I think all, like there was like five of us that are men's. We're There's always, five of us, we're yeah. always on it. We're always like, mm. we're always typing stuff in. But we got compliments from the city councilors and the mayor, from other people. Like, you guys are the only ones like mm-hmm. doing this regularly. Well, and even though we're not, it's not really our thing, we're not necessarily, I don't want to say we're not supposed to be because we're. No, 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 but it's, st- it's yeah. still a part yeah. of this, the structure. Public right? education. So, so your, your incident command structure in any large event, you have communications. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. those people play a huge role because if you're not giving that information, yeah. people start looking for information, start making yeah. up their own information. Oh, for sure. And then you go on all the other, like, you know, town connect but, pages But back to the red tape, for, yeah. back to the red tape was the technically the people that are supposed to be doing it, they hadn't even been set up yet. Yeah, they're slowly yeah. getting set up. They're yeah. slowly getting information. Well, we're our guys are yeah. boots on the ground, and we know mm-hmm. where everything is. So we're like we're literally sending it out. Yeah. And, and you know because we're our own entity. Yeah. And we're not tied into these uh, the regional districts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I suspect sometimes they wanted to give us crap, but they couldn't because we're not tied into their system. Yeah. So we're like oh. yeah. town sand. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like I and like you've said in before with discussions about our press releases and everything. We control the narrative, right? Yeah. If yeah. we're releasing true and accurate information to a degree, yeah. Yeah. people aren't out there making it up and spreading For sure. false information that panics Absolutely. people worse. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we're always very aware of what goes out. <clears throat> um, <throat> like, we're not giving, like, the play-by-play. Hey, you know, so-and-so's house is burning, and yeah. uh, it's on yeah. this address, yeah. and it's... Yeah. I heard Jimmy right. Torchin, he's running through town. Yeah, we're, we're, not, <laughs> exactly. we're not taking a picture of, like, you know, yeah, there is some pictures of people's places on fire, but it's always, we, we make sure the owner's okay with it. Yes. On the, on the big wildfire we were dealing with, we weren't, like, posting anything about addresses or anything. Post a picture of a burning yeah. tree. I mean, that's yeah. it. I mean, yeah. 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 Oh, that's the tree by my house? <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> I recognize that pine tree. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the one tree we did post was right near someone's house, but those people also were there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and they knew their house wasn't burned down. <laughs> That's but. that second tree past that cattle guard. Yeah. I know exactly where it is. <laughs> That's exactly what a call came in the other day. Yeah. 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 Like, you guys, uh, yeah, it's by the down tree next to this guy's house. We're like, actually, like 10-4. And we passed like, <laughs> like, passed like 15 down trees. Yeah. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. I'm going to keep going until I find some shit crash. Yeah, until you find the guy in the ditch. Yeah, yeah. which we did. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's super important to keep that communication mm. open. Yeah, um, more so than ever because yeah, like with social media, people are just making their own shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And posting things, and you know, even just tonight when we were doing our side by side training, we were like, okay, we were gonna have a, we were planning on a big rollout of like a nice big press release, a bunch of pictures, and then uh, tonight we're like, we really should probably post this because people are gonna it's be like, like a soft, a soft rollout. Yeah, like, who are these idiots driving on the mm-hmm. road in a side by side? Yeah, we so we posted it because we didn't want the whole the the rumors the rumor mill to start spreading. Yeah. So and we got like eighty likes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we're like right on. Yeah, we reached like a thousand people now. Yeah. So yeah. If, so if, it's getting pushed out pretty fast. If right? we went the other way, it'd be like ah, oh, look at these cowboys driving their side by side around. What are they doing? Yeah. Why are they on the road? Why are they doing that? Mm. Yeah. Now everybody knows, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah PR is always plays a huge factor mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up. So I think we're probably getting pretty oh, close wait, to that. Yeah, we're <laughs> wrapping up. So Kevin, one of our uh, listeners, sent us a message on the old book of face. Oh, just now? Uh, no, but I meant to bring it up and I forgot. Oh. So I remembered. Um, Kevin, a real listener, not Kevin, like... Uh, no, 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 Kevin doesn't listen. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, Kevin does not listen. Kevin comes on every once in a while, he definitely doesn't listen. That was the best. What, you guys listen to yourself? Yeah, we want to make sure we don't sound like complete idiots. Because, like, I've <laughs> never listened do, to one. Or we do, are funny yeah. about it? Yeah. Uh, so he writes, Any way that you guys can touch on your leadership structure? It sounds like you have a whack of officers relative to your membership. So, like, right away, I kind of smirked. I was like, ha, Spencer. Because <laughs> he's like, we have way too many officers. <laughs> but that was way back in the day when officers didn't do much as well. Yeah. Um, but judging yeah. by, like, what he he went on to comment, like, they're structured a lot different, too, where it's, like, one main, like, chief, and then they've got, like, the battalion chiefs, and, like, they've got multiple, like, they, they have multiple halls per fire district. Right, right. Whereas, like, you guys have a singular hall, and like, so I explained to him, like, yeah, we have a chief, a deputy chief, and five five officers, and he's like, ah, it just sounds like maybe a bit much. I'm like, well, you know, if we were staffed, we probably wouldn't have five. We have, well, you might have five. Maybe we have five. Yeah. I don't know, but you got to look at it. Like, we have say 37 members. Your like aimed spanner control is five, mm-hmm. and that surprisingly is about an engine or a rescue truck so you might not be stuck with those five for the entire scene like that might shuffle but on any given scene you have an officer and four or five people and it's not going to be the same officer every time so if you have 37 members you're not going to get 37 people either but that also gives the opportunity so okay a couple so five or six guys can't make it maybe one or two officers can't so i think it's still like You're where, still covered. Where we yeah. sit now, I think it's a really good coverage number. Um, I don't think there's really room for more, but no. I would never want to go back to less. No, and especially with the our new FR model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so every seven weeks, um, you're on duty crew. Mm-hmm. And that duty crew consists of the FR model. Um we're not super overwhelmed with FR. It's not summer yet, but we, yeah. you know, we, <clears throat> our numbers have definitely went up with FR. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's that extra little added stress as an officer. Now you got FR to worry about, and mm-hmm. you also have regular fires to worry about, and and then there's always more stuff to add on, right? Yeah. Um, like um, the chief and uh, our deputy chief the other night were they even talking about just all the paperwork they have to do now with 
with fires, like with mm-hmm. um, yeah. with the structure fire. Just how much and taking we're taking the fire investigator course. Yeah, I don't know, like chapter seven now or something. Nice. And it's very like yeah, it's like man, like so much paperwork, um, so much like just start to finish all the stuff you got to do. And I can see why now that now they have to do that because the investigator wants all this information. Yeah. So, you know, um, that extra stress with, if you only had four officers. That's heavy. It'd be yeah. a heavy burden, especially in a volunteer uh, service. Like, you know, you come home from work and you're like, uh, oh, Pedro goes off. Okay, here we go. When I come home from work and I'm not the duty officer, Pedro goes off. I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm a little bit more chill. Even though I know I'll probably be officer in a truck, I'm a little bit more like, okay, I don't have to make the big call. Yeah. But when I'm the duty officer, it's like, yeah. There we go. <laughs> and it's like that just that little extra stress. Yeah. Level yeah. of no, okay, now making the big call. More yeah. so the incident command than you yeah. are. For sure you are. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. Um, there's on a big scene like the wildfire we had, um, I was like wishing we had a, another officer <laughs> because yeah. we were, you know, we had every every truck we had out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, you know, tender, does a tender need an officer? Well, yeah, it needs somebody in charge. Doesn't yeah. doesn't need to have a red hat. No, it needs to be a senior person that knows where not to put the truck. Yeah. So it's in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what it really comes down to is this that experience of like we shouldn't be here. Or yeah, we can still be here. Like yeah. you, you know, at some points you were like your, yeah, we your were whole right thing was like yeah. was like, should we be here? Yeah, we're still good. All right. And then, you know, same thing was where where we were on the road. I'm like, should I be here? Yeah, we're still good. You know, there's all it's and it took every officer we had. You know, yeah. we had the IC as the chief, and the deputy mm-hmm. chief was uh, essentially like running part of the scene, and then yep. all of us were on trucks running around, and then we you mm-hmm. had you guys coming in, and, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go last for sure. No, I know when we went to five officers, we used to always have four officers and then two command staff. Yeah, and then technically in my role as uh, training officer, that actually got added in as an extra captain. Yeah, because I was a training officer, but I was never. You know, I, I trained, but I was never in command. And then I'd come to meetings and I'd get kicked out of meetings <laughs> because I'd be like, they'd do the training. And it was like, a weird scenario. Like, I'd, yeah. They'd do the training meeting and then they'd be like, okay, you can leave now. I'm like, well, can I stay and find out what you guys are talking about so I know what we're doing? No. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So then I came in as a training captain, which ended up just being now just a regular captain role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, yeah, I think with each of us, we have that. Um, role so like yeah, the, everybody captain. has like a subsection. Yeah, you're so essentially the apparatus. I, I look after all the apparatus. You're the um, safety equipment or equipment captain. Like you look at hose, hose ladders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you basically look after all the yeah. stuff that's attached to the truck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I look after the training. You look after the trucks if, itself. If if yeah. it runs yeah. on battery or gas or diesel, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, and then mm-hmm. you know we go down the line doing all that kind of stuff. So everybody has a little yeah. niche. All the officers have their. Mm-hmm. Uh, area where they look after so. mm-hmm. yeah and again we even have like subsections to that so like like i look after all of it but like i've got like like truck officers then so like we're captains but i have like a truck officer so somebody that like actually facilitates all of the repairs some of it he might do some of it he might farm out yeah but like like i don't go down and fix the truck i might help him but you know there's so we still have guys that work that work under us um yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of think we're in that sweet spot. What right. do you guys have now? Because yeah, no, you guys just introduced a new position. Yeah, so we're the same. So we've got uh, the three command staff, so a chief, two deputy chiefs. Uh, and then um, we've got three captains and two lieutenants now. Right. Yeah, so pretty much the same thing. We have, we've been getting into little subcategories that kind of we're going to be kind of in charge of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we're not fully taking that role on yet um, but that's kind of the same process we are so like I put my name down under like uh, all the rescue equipment and things like that, like things I'm interested in. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so it's going to kind of be the same. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll have people under us to go from there. Mm-hmm. And then with our two hall model, which is good in a lot of ways, but still a pain in the ass in a lot of other ways. So we don't really have somebody per se as, you know, totally in charge of that hall. Right. You know, I'm on that side of the, the lake. So, mm-hmm essentially i'm kind of overseeing it all um but we have a lot of great senior guys as well that take that role so it it just works out very well that way Mm -hmm. but yeah i agree like especially when you look at these larger scenes you need a lot of these officers because your span of control that just works way better for sure yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's good and again like people say officer heavy it's like well is it because if even though i have a red hat if I'm not in an officer role at that time, I'll be a team leader. I'll still work. I'm working yeah. away on the mm-hmm. fire ground. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't take anything away from it. Yeah, I think that's the big key thing, right? Like, if your officers are still going to be engaged, mm-hmm. then there's no issue. You have to stay hands-on. Yeah. When that goes away and you have five officers and a couple command staff running around, uh, I think that's when you start to lose the buy-in from everybody else. Yeah. You know, with having that kind of a number. Um, so luckily we're in a position here now uh, where that is the case. So. Mm-hmm. Well, with our past couple of structure fires where you've got search teams going in, you've got a first sure. officer going with a search team or two search teams, mm-hmm. and you've got three guys on the outside, one guy's checking the mm-hmm. Charlie side, one guy's working the alpha side. For and, sure. You know, so. Yeah, we've kind of gone a little bit back to, which I think is a good thing, um, a bit of a hybrid where, like, in days gone by, we've, we've said this before, it would be if you had your, your classic BC box home, you know, square, square house, you would have an officer at every corner. And they would sit outside, and they could be wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Because, <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> And that was fine. And they literally were just being a safety officer for that area, right? I mean, that's not great, because now you have... Only firefighters going in, which is fine when you had like guys like you know yourself yeah, you and guys, yeah. a lot of other senior guys that were going to go in yeah. and do that. But that is kind of like a leadership role. So now we, we, we don't put a guy on every corner. But you might have, okay, if it's only one way to the back end, yeah, okay, hey, Rob, you, you know, you have the backside. Okay, good. I'm out front. Okay, Scott, you have a team that's going in. Done. Okay, uh <clears throat> Todd, you're over there, uh, you know, you're on sa- uh, safety and writ, sold, right? Mm-hmm. So now we've got kind of the front covered, the back covered, the interior team covered, and a writ team covered. So, yeah. you know, it's a bit of a hybrid model, and I, mm-hmm. I think it works really, really well now. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one time before we went to the new model, um, the chief, came, or the old chief, that's the last chief, mm-hmm. um, you know, he sent us over, and the wind was sh- the window shifted. So it was me being like senior guy, and I had I think a Jay with me who was like half a senior guy by then, yeah, and then a couple other junior guys. And so we were over there. Like your brother might have been there actually. Um, so we were over there, and um, the smoke was blowing on top of us. We had our SCB on, but the officers were again in their jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. So they are 
away from the fire, so they can't even see what's going on. So yeah. literally, we take a knee in the middle of, not in the middle of the fire, but when we're on the outside, we're exterior, we had the hose in our hand. We take a knee, I grabbed a freaking stick off the ground, and I drew the picture of the, I drew the picture of the house. I'm like, everybody take a knee, because we're like, you're right in the middle of the, of the smoke. And the plan, the officer said, was like, hey, do this. But then when we got over there, everything had changed. Mm-hmm. And he's not there to guide us anymore, because now it's like, all this shit's blown on top of us. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't dangerous. It was just really heavy smoke. Um, so we're like, okay, I guess I'm the guy now. So right. I'm like, I'm going to redraw the plan now that we know, well, we can see what the house looks like. Right. But, you know, that just proved like, the officers need to be on the trucks. They need to be yeah. putting their gear on. Yeah. They need to be in there. It was like having a detached command that has no information coming to them. Yeah. And then, but the yeah. worst thing, we'd come back out and they'd be like, hey, why do you guys do this? It's like, well because you weren't there (laughs) yeah yeah and that's why you need that engagement that's why that officer needs to be that kind of team leader in that in that role or Mm -hmm. whatever the attack search team whatever you want to call it you know like it it's just way more efficient yeah yeah i don't know if that explains anything or helps at all but it's what works for us um seems to be a bit of a model for what happens in our area um yeah i'd be curious what other uh, multi-hall uh, departments, yeah. like how those guys run. I think we're quote-unquote captain-heavy, but a lot of the departments have like three captains and a, or two captains and three lieutenants. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I know the difference, but I don't really know the difference. Like, I don't really see the difference. It's like yeah. the lieutenant's what like a junior captain, basically. Like, yeah, and if we're, if we're absent, <clears throat> they're filling our boots, so. Yeah, yeah. so, <clears throat> do they carry, do they, so do they have a different color hat? Nope. So how do you know? No. Uh, we put uh, decals on the side of it now. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the the horseshoe. Yeah. One says lieutenant, one says captain. Yeah. Mine's yeah. melted. <laughs> yeah. I tried to My captain it. logo is like, uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Burn building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think sometimes we, uh, well, maybe not. Like, but, like every every system, they, they get they get weird with their rank structures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like military man, those guys have like what twenty different ranks. <laughs> right. I like that ours is simple. Yeah. Um, you know, I see value in in like what you guys are doing with the lieutenant position. Yeah. Uh, give somebody an opportunity to come up. Yeah. Um, but again, like like we all came in as we were a firefighter on a Wednesday, and by Thursday we were an officer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got handed the keys to the fucking duty truck on my first week. <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh, this is happening. This is happening quickly. <laughs> you want to talk about no sleep. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, having a good group as well. Mm. You're, you're never alone. You know? So um, there's always fellow officers and other firefighters that have been around for a long, long time that you can lean on. Yeah, um, yeah I really like the model. And what we're doing now, too, finally, is... Um, Cause like when I when I first became an officer, I became a lieutenant, and it was literally like eighty six or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you you get voted in, and it's like hey thanks guys, and then next thing you know you're learning on your own. Like mm-hmm. you know at that time our department it was it was very challenging to to learn, right. um, and so we all kind of said that's never going to happen again. So enough's enough. So now like our lieutenant roles 
um, we we support them way more. Like there's mm-hmm. way more education, way more support. Yeah. You know, we give them command and mentor them. We're there, that angel on the shoulder, right? We give them advice, yeah. you know, so they're never alone, like you said, right? You're never right. gonna be hung out to dry. Whereas before, it was like, oh, well, yeah, you're an officer now, so deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess part okay. of our version right now is our yeah our training section. That's kind of where they mm-hmm. we you know not, it's not a mandatory thing, but I th- I think. Every office we have Currently. has done something with training. So yeah. they go into training as a regular firefighter. They t- take on a training role. They teach a little bit. Guys get to learn from them. You kind of are seen as a leader. And yeah. Like, okay. And then now they're kind of listening to you already because you're yeah. you're teaching them on training yeah. nights. So they already start looking to you as a leader. Um, yeah. And it gives you, the, and then also when you're training, it gives you the idea of like, yeah, I'm a leader now. So I have to think of a bunch of stuff. I'm not the guy doing the thing. I have to make sure everybody else is doing the thing. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like unofficial training. That's that's always kind of been the case. Like the natural selection process, if you will, you know, to be an officer was generally those guys who are very engaged in training, bringing mm-hmm. new th- things forward, mm-hmm. very engaging yeah. in leadership positions seen by their peers, right? right? Yeah. And attending majority of the calls. Yeah. You know, and then that's kind of how you roll right. into that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Any more for any more? Nope. Right. No. Uh, Modus. Anyway. Anyway. Sure. Uh, Modus. Uh, yeah. So we uh, obviously had them out here. Um, been seeing some uh, some pretty good shots from yeah. the, from their visit when they were up here. Uh, really cool. Every once in a while they'll post up a new photo. I'm like, oh, that was us. Oh, that was us. <laughs> um, really, really cool, cool stuff there. Uh, their snagger tools are big claim claim to fame, uh, but they got so much more uh, that 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 they offer now. Um, got their uh, four century wedges, uh, the regular and the heavy hitter. Uh, they've got their um, soft entry tools. They've got their uh, hydrant wrench. They've got their um, they're playing around with the mask bag, which which we were playing with there. Uh, we're currently playing with a radio strap. Um, which is in the infancy stage, but uh, we've been running it the past couple of weeks, and um, I think there's a lot of good possibility there. Um, what else do they got? They got their hose straps, pocket organizer, pocket organizer, obviously. Jeez, yeah. Like, like I said, so many things. So many things. Uh, so if you like what they offer, um, always watch. Uh, they put a lot of promos out, but uh, if you're between promos and you still want to grab something, uh, they're always extending five uh, percent off your purchase if you run the discount code of DTFF five. Yeah. Stop the bleed. Stop the bleed.org. Yeah. Um, go online, check it out, uh, see if you're interested in becoming an instructor or take a course near you. <clears throat> um, as always, the three uh, methods of major hemorrhage control is direct pressure. Uh, wound packing and tourniquet application um, and you know when you build these kits uh, make sure you have good quality tourniquets um, and uh, get some good wound packing gauze as well so it's super super key um, yeah watch watch our YouTubes for mm-hmm. the course content out there um, and then rescue essentials if you want to get some of the kits so lots of different IFACs lots of different supplies uh, you can buy a free um, fab one or else build your own Mm. Yeah. Funny story on that. So today, <clears throat> or, or yesterday, so our kids are fucking around, and they ra- they're racing over. Uh, it was after dinner, and we're like, "Ah, you guys can have a, I don't know, 
it was like a fudgicle or something out of the freezer. So they like race over the freezer and they kind of like trip over each other and they rip off the door to my freezer. <laughs> and I'm like, you son of a bitch. So I wasn't home. I was actually here coming back from a call and I get the text. And I'm like, fuck sakes. I'm like, they can fucking pay for it. <laughs> right? Selling everything. I was so mad because we've told him a thousand times, like, guys, like, you're getting it anyway. Just fucking chill out. So we're uh, getting them ready for bed or whatever. And we're having a quick chat. And, you know, the wife's like, you know, we can fix these things. Like, we can fix the fridge and we can do this or like, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you guys trip and fall, like, I don't do well with like, blood and bleeding but like you always seem to do it when your dad isn't here and like all i know how to do is like maybe like apply something to the wound i'm like yeah you seem to be like one of three of the main bleeding controls <laughs> and she just rolls her eyes at me and she's like yeah 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 <laughs> shut up yeah but I laughed. She's like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> True. Modus. <laughs> oh, no, wrong one. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess I can take Tanner Wilson. Um, yeah. Some news from him. He's talking the other day. Or today. Today, yeah. Um, he's going to be playing some shows. Playing, um, first of all, who is he? He's a country music out of West Coast of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, got some shows lined up for... On Country, which I think is in Abbotsford. Yeah. It's a pretty big show down there. Um, doing the uh, Stampede out in Calgary. Yeah. And might be playing here, possibly, yeah. in July. We're trying to work on that, so we'll keep you posted on that. Um, mm-hmm. It's our 100th, 100th year celebration for our department. So yeah. our department's been around for 100 years. Um, so we're trying to do some stuff this uh, this year to celebrate that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be exciting. That'll be cool. Yeah, people, you know, it's time of year too where people are just itching for something too. So the yeah. turnout will be well. Yeah, well, yeah, after the pandemic and yeah, yeah, and sunny and hopefully so. Yeah, gorgeous <laughs> weather. Knock on wood. Open it up to all the surrounding departments, to the town, anybody that could yeah. be an event, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna work on that with Hopefully, we get them secured. Yeah. Heck yeah, nice. Yeah. And then lastly is us, Rob. You might as well do that. Sure. We're on Facebook. <laughs> we are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. YouTube. Yes. Instagram and TikTok. All those things. All those social medias. Mm-hmm. So check um, us out. Uh, give us ratings when you can. Do you give ratings on all those? Yeah. You do. Yeah. Like, share, <laughs> subscribe, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, if you go on your uh, on the podcast page, uh, give us a rating on there, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hopefully five stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not interested in hearing your one star rating. All right. Uh, anything else? Todd? Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Rob? Good night. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Uh, stay safe. Stay detailed.